0: Love what you hear? Be sure to check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash finish the fight for exclusive episodes, insights, and even our D and D adventure. If you're an athlete, you know, the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same Jersey as you to be your best. Every time you step on the field, that's why there's no vape in team. When you vape,
1: Welcome back to Finish the Fight, a gaming podcast, where we produce and develop the highest quality gaming research in podcast form. I'm your host, Alex Kendall, and I'm your host, Derek Baker.
0: And today, coming up, it's time to cuddle up, get cozy, spend that Valentine's Day with your loved one or someone special and new. But we're going to be talking about some of the best and possibly some of the worst to avoid co-op cozy couch games to snuggle up and play this Valentine's weekend.
1: Yeah. Alex and I were really thinking about it and it's like, okay, we could probably talk a lot about cozy games. We've talked about cozy games a little Mm -hmm. bit in the past as well. I thought what would be sort of an interesting dynamic is maybe some suggestions for you that could be a nice Valentine's day game night But also want to make sure that you're not making mistakes in your game of choice, because there are a lot of games out there that are advertised as fun co-op games, but they can cause conflict. They might ruin your date night, and we definitely don't want that for you, Finish the Fighters, or whatever it is we're calling you these days. So (laughs) let's go ahead and get started with one that I think would be a good one. Alex?
0: Yeah. And so these might be, you know, your partner might not be the biggest gamer and you kind of want to say like, hey, I want to do something special for us. I want to have some fun. I have a lot of games that don't necessarily require, you know, years of experience in that gaming. And I want to start with one that you can pretty much find a couple bucks, the fun platformer slash puzzle game looking at Portal 2. So giving you that option to kind of work together, be able to solve puzzles, and it allows that puzzling brain to jump out there without the need to know a lot about gaming per se. Like, obviously, got to figure out some of those basic controls, but this one, it brings you closer together. The puzzles aren't too terribly difficult. You have to work together. You build that bond. And uh, yes, I think it's going to be a good one for you to start off with.
1: I think that puzzle games are fantastic for for a date Mm -hmm. night. You know, if you want to stay in it it is something that you need. I mean, it's helpful to be able to just sort of like stimulate the mind, still play the video game, but without all of the crazy combat components that can get a little out of hand, or you know, if they do, maybe you're there to kind of help your partner out if they are a little less experienced. But let's go ahead and talk about one that I think should be avoided at all costs, and of course, that is any single-player game. Don't do that to your, your date, your spouse, whoever it is, your friend. Maybe you're just having a, a friend's Valentine's Day, a Galentine's or a Um, But don't make them sit there and watch you play a single-player game because that's not fun and you'll uh, ruin your relationship. But more seriously, uh, I'm going to start off and say do not play Overcooked or Overcooked 2. These Mm. games are stressful. These games require a lot of communication, and that communication can very quickly break down. And even if you have the strongest of relationships, you are tempting fate when you play Overcooked. Because unless I think you've worked together in some sort of restaurant or food capacity and have already figured out how to communicate with each other in that sense, you're just setting yourself up for failure. I would not play Overcooked on Valentine's Day this year.
0: Hey, it's it's understandable. I mean, you got to be in the bear to get that full experience and anxiety attack. Like, you don't want that when you're hanging out together. No. But no, definitely not. one that does take a lot of co-op, uh, does have some puzzling, will get kind of difficult, but it does guide you through. And it's one of the most innovative games coming out of a smaller indie studio that swept the awards for the year that it came out, and that's It Takes Two. Uh, uh, if you haven't played it yet, It Takes Two is a wonderful game that transcends genres. Uh, is is kind of the best way for me to describe that. It's, it's so many different games in one. Uh, you play as a husband and wife that are trying to solve kind of their marital problems, and working through that in these various ways as these kind of little dolls made out of buttons and stitching and all this other stuff wished upon by their daughter. Uh, It is a fantastic game. Even if you're not able to game together, I know we're talking about a lot of couch co-op, but let's say, hey, you're long distance. Hey, you know, or you know, they have to stay in. It's snowed in. It's February. It can still snow. You only need one copy of It Takes Two. So if you already own it, your partner can join for free. Uh, It's a wonderful thing that the devs did to make it that experience. Not have to double buy the game, basically. It's available on all consoles. It's one that I really enjoy. I've played through a couple times, uh, and it's so fun. It's it's fun. It's silly. It is challenging at times. So there are bits like that where you do get that like triumphantness of being able to like overcome those bits um but it's also cozy.
1: It's definitely great. I love it takes 2 because it it transports you you're miniature sized and you're running around um these characters home basically and mm-hmm. so you're seeing all these things that are probably familiar to you or you know if you're a homeowner or you know just have been in like a garden or anything like that just it's getting this totally different perspective of these very normal things around the house and Definitely a lot of fun. I will say, you know, depending on how far you get into It Takes Two, you may have a great Valentine's Day or your Valentine's Day might have a lot of darkness in it. Who knows? Just depends. Try to get all the way through to the end, though, so that, you know, you don't have to end on any kind of sour note, and I'll just leave it at that. Next up, I want to talk about another game to avoid that you might be surprised by because I think that it is known for sort of being like the go-to couch party game, and that is Mario Party, and I'm just going to throw in as a little extra Mario Kart. The issue with Mario Party is it gets contentious when it comes down to the star inventory, because stealing stars, sabotaging your opponents, those are all big components of Mario Party. And if you're not playing with someone who's used to you being that mean to them, you know, again, setting yourself up for failure because you have to decide between winning the video game or winning the date night and, hey, as a competitive person, I'm going to win the video game. I'm sorry. I'm going <laughs> to steal that star because I don't win Mario Party very often. And, and <laughs> if I have the opportunity, I'm going to do it. And Mario Kart, kind of the same thing. Um especially with the newer Mario Karts where there's just so much chaos, so many people. Mm -hmm. If you're someone that plays video games a lot, very quickly that game could become almost like a single-player game where it's you getting first place every time, maybe your partner who doesn't play video games as much, sort of in the middle of the pack. But if you're both good at Mario Kart, disregard that statement, go ahead and play, have some fun, and uh, try not to blue shell each other too much. Yeah, you don't end up with blue shells. Uh next up on <laughs> the
0: positive side of the list. <laughs> next up on the positive Ew. side of the list, I want to mix two slash maybe three games together, but that is more of the building and farming sims in Minecraft and Stardew Valley with an outlier of Terraria. I'm not a huge Terraria fan, but it is accessible to everyone. I think it's all three games, I think are very accessible to someone who's maybe not a gamer, maybe really hasn't played a lot of stuff. but the co-op options that you get in that to build each other up to have fun, whether that's building bases, whether that's going and trying to get you know th- the best harvest you can for that season in Stardew, and try to advance those achievements, there's so much in all three of these games that you can set your own limits of like, okay, for us in Minecraft, we're going to build the best house. For us in Terraria, we're going to try and make it to this level. We're trying to make it to hell. It's a lot to do. But trying to do that. Or in Stardew, just trying to be like, hey, we want to get the farm. We want to get the kitchen built. Any of those things. It's a fun co-op of being able to work together, have some fun. And really, I mean, again, if, if they haven't played too many games, these are easy entry points that... You can kind of do whatever you want in them.
1: Yeah. Very simple control wise as well. And I think that that Mm -hmm. is a a huge, huge component of all that stuff. And there's really so much freedom within those games that without those barriers of, hey, this is what you absolutely have to do to win this, you know, where you have that freedom, I think it makes for a really nice, relaxing time. Absolutely. I'm going to move over to something that is not relaxing and does have a high degree of difficulty to it, and that is Cuphead. And just as another bonus, I'm going to throw in Shovel Knight, two games that are emblematic of that old-school arcade side-scroller type of thing. You might mm-hmm. think, hey, that's a perfect co-op game because I think traditionally those type of games were the first style of co-op games where you're at the arcades, you're going through, maybe you're playing like the Simpsons game. And you're just going left to right, beating up some people together, having a good time. No, you're wrong. Your memories are betraying you. You don't want to play Cuphead. You don't want to play Shovel Knight because (laughs) they are too hard for a date night that is supposed to be relaxing and fun. You're going to get frustrated. You're not going to have fun. You're going to be sitting there for the next two hours in silence trying to come down from the frustration that has built in the immediate loss of life. That you're inevitably going to experience over and over and over again in those games. Yeah. And, and like Derek said, like you don't want it to be too hard because you only want one thing to be hard.
0: Okay. Next thing <laughs> on the positive list
1: <laughs> this is a PG podcast. This is you're making it PG 13.
0: <laughs> well, listen, if you got Valentine's Day things, it,
1: it might be. That's true.
0: See, I'm there with you. But next up, uh, is another fun co-op e-style game, and these are—I mean, this whole genre of these co-op games. Yes, you can have Halo that can be couch co-op. Yes, you can have plenty of others. But my favorite couch co-op e-games, I guess, as of recent, are more like the fun puzzlers, or more of like, hey, working together in tandem to get some things done. And the next one I have on the list is Kiwi. It's K E Y W E, and Kiwi in Kiwi, I should say. You play as two beautiful kiwi birds that are trying to just live their best life it's hectic you're sending letters you're jumping on stuff it's it's a whole environmental game that you kind of built around this little puzzler and you stars as jeff and deborah the beautiful kiwis Uh, it's a fantastic game it's super fun to play it's you kind of like trying to like you work in this whimsical post office trying to send letters out, but there's like stuff that happens to you or you have to do certain things with stamping. There's a lot to it in just a super chaotic puzzler game. Whereas I know Derek had talked about like, you don't want a lot of chaos or craziness going on in this, but this is still a game. If you're not too familiar with controls, they're pretty easy to learn. They're fun.
1: It's lighthearted. I absolutely love Kiwi. It sounds fun. And Kiwi, just thinking about the little Kiwi birds, I don't know why. I just had a nostalgia flashback of us playing Viva Pinata. I'm yeah. thinking like left to right, the old school Xbox 360 setup before it updated to become all the boxes that happened in that Windows update or whatever that was super weird. That was a little bit of a, a random <laughs> trip back into time for me. Super strange, but but that's sort of what the colorful vibrancy reminds me of. yeah,
0: it, it, it very much is, and it is that whimsy that came with Viva Pinata, which listen, if I could announce it in every episode, I would. if we could get <laughs> even just an HD remaster on like the switch, or if we can get you know a Viva Pinata 3, yeah, I think everyone would oh, love it. Man. so uh, listen, this is the perfect time. 2020 would have been the best time. Yeah. For a Viva Pinata 3, the Animal Crossing craze going on, be able to collect pinatas and have like your whole pinata whole garden. Pinata garden. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So I mean if 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 we had it then, if we have it now, I'm excited for it. But yeah, it, it it does give that same feel, that whimsical feel. Um playing as little Kiwis is is so much fun. It's it's kind of the opposite of all of those like really dark, inside or style of games like that, that are just this very dark side scroller. It takes that and just makes it very happy and punchy and silly. Hi, I'm Daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter. It's innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And if you want to stick with that animalistic style of game, I think Untitled Goose Game is another one that's a lot of fun. You know, I, I don't think that's on your list. At least I hope not. So I didn't spoil it. But. If you want to play a, a good little puzzle animal game, I think that that's another good one. But let's talk about an animal game that is not a good one, not something that you want to play, a game that has become a meme that will live in infamy forever for its memeness, Battletoads. Don't play it. Don't even think about it. If you have Battletoads, do not call your local GameStop and ask for a copy. <laughs> do not... Even go anywhere near this game. It's frustrating. Any sort of side scrolling arcade game, I think, where you can hurt your partner in that game Mm -hmm. through the gameplay is a game that you want to try and avoid. So, Battletoads is one. In a lot of like the old school Ninja Turtle games that Battletoads was made after, you can hurt yourself depending on the setting. So, if you have the Kalabunga collection, maybe you want to avoid that as well. But if you want to go in there and set it to the mode where you don't hurt each other, then maybe reconsider. But Battletoads, another one where the difficulty is just way too high and you want to avoid it. Don't make the mistake that I've made, I'm sure, at some point trying to play Battletoads in a casual evening because it's not going to stay that way.
0: Yeah, really any of those. Again, that's very much that gamer era of having arcades. They want you to feed the quarters in. And as those got transitioned to console, they're like, well, Let's not change any of that difficulty. Let's just make it still just as hard to get through a lot of these games um, and just make it kind of a nightmare to go through, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. But wrapping up my list is a game, as I'd mentioned earlier, you know, inside and anything else that's kind of like dark platformy like that, or that kind of like 2.5D in a way, avoid that. Avoid mm. anything that has to do with that, but go ahead and jump into Unravel 2. Unravel 2 is so cute. It's so amazing. <laughs> it takes those dark elements that are in those style of games and brings it into this very cute world with two little yarnies, Yarney 1 and Yarney 2, uh, where you guys get to traverse over different, like, little landscapes and backyard areas as you guys are attached pretty much literally at the hip, with like a long yarn you guys can use to build bridges, you can use to solve puzzles, and it's just such a beautifully cool environment. It's so much fun. If you want a game that is still puzzly, but not as... not in depth, it can be... It takes two can be challenging for people who are not used to gaming, but if you still want a little bit more of that puzzling, a little bit more of that story generation, I would say Unravel 2 might be your way to go for sure.
1: Yeah. Me and my wife played through It Takes Two and she's not a big gamer. I think that any game that's like that, you can sort of use those moments as like good, helpful moments. Like she's really not great at first person shooters. She's never really played games where there were the two control sticks, you know, so most modern games are like that. But giving tips, helping out, I think Unraveled fits that category as well as It Takes Two, where they're not so difficult that you can't get through those things together. But yeah, I'm going to go ahead and round this out. Hopefully, your date night does not unravel with the mistake of playing a game like Phasmophobia or basically any sort of scary game. This is not the time to introduce your partner to Five Nights at Freddy's or introduce your partner to Slenderman or any game that you are sort of just sitting back and waiting to be terrified in. Don't make that Valentine's day mistake. Save that for Halloween, save that for the moments where it's appropriate, you know, play something nice, play something relaxing, any sort of other puzzly game. Alex's great suggestions, but don't play any sort of game where you're going to be afraid to go to sleep um, because it's just not, it's not going to set the mood right. You know, you could try, but but if your partner is looking away from the screen, you know, the whole time that you're playing, you're going to have nightmares. That's not the game that you want to go with. So that's where I'm going to end that list. I don't know. What do you think? Do you uh, disagree with that decision or, or would you dive into the scary games?
0: I think it depends, and and I, I think it really depends on your partner. Obviously, with our relationship counseling podcast we've just started, it depends what <laughs> you guys want to get into. Maybe phasmophobia is it. Maybe even Lethal Company, being silly and ridiculous, yeah. and jumping into a, a dumb game like that which is so fun. Or go down the fantasy route, play some Baldur's Gate three. You know, jump into any of these style of games is fun. There's so many co op games that I'm I'm really excited that we're getting. Somewhat of that resurgence of couch co op, or even if it's not couch co op, it has a feel of it. So, even if you guys are, you know, houses away, states away, countries away, you can still get together and play through your own style of game in various ways. Even games like Dying Light can get you to be spooky with some zombies, but two can kind of get you into playing together. And I think that's mostly what it's going to be. Whether it's you, like you said, Derek said, uh, Galentine's, a friend's time, a partner, whoever you got, it's gonna be fun. Play some games out there, and let us know what you end up playing. What's your weekend looking like? Well, having fun?
1: Absolutely. Now we do have a little bit of time. I think generally when we do these episodes, they're a little bit longer than this. Have you made any date night game errors in the past? Any any stories come to mind that you would share? Now listen. <laughs> as Derek said,
0: you can't play games that are too competitive because mm. it brings out it brings out the worst in both of you. Yeah, you know if you're jumping to that Mario Party, if you're jumping into anything that's that's kind of like a, and I think more of mine is almost even more in board games. Okay, so in that sense of like, ooh, the feeling of like need to win, mm. need to jump ahead. Mm-mm-mm. This is this is the time where you fall on that grenade. <laughs> I'll take a grenade for you as jason derulo i think says um (laughs) or whoever but no have fun Bruno mars you know any of them i would take a grenade for any of them
1: yeah i'd catch (laughs) it yeah that's
0: bruno mars but anyway all that to say remember to have fun with all this stuff like it's it's to love each other have some fun with some (laughs) friends get some good games going
1: it's so vague, I'm just going to tell you like one of the very first dates <laughs> my wife and I had together i i I had a pretty extensive n sixty four collection that I had been building up in college years, and so so it was like going into senior year of college, it's over the summer, she's back home, you know we were really just starting to date and and hang out for the summer, and I would bring my nintendo sixty four over to her house and We would just kind of hang out in the basement and play these N64 games, reminisce on childhood. Of course, Mario Party is one of the ones that we threw in there. And Mm -hmm. I made that mistake. I did steal her star. And she was really mad at me, like did not want to talk (laughs) to me for the rest of the night. I didn't realize how competitive she was, but that was a good lesson for me um, in date night gaming errors. You know, at least ask, at least like, are you going to be okay with this if I steal your star? You know, cuz I didn't ask, <laughs> I just went for it. She was in first and I just was like, "Hey, you know, this is mine now." Sorry. That was my fault, big big error in in playing the game. Full on uh no-holds-barred style of gaming was was my move, and that's probably why I was single for a while up to that point. <laughs> I, just, but, I, I gotta win at Mario Party. You cannot beat me, and that's why... But hey, oh, we're married nice. now. It all worked out. I apologized, <laughs> and you know, she lets me now. We talked about it. Now it's, hey, you steal my star. I'm fine. I'll steal your your star. Hopefully, she's fine now. I don't know. I'm still a little timid to do it, but it's the way it goes. It's the way it goes. Well,
0: I hope that you all... Have a wonderful Valentine's Day, a wonderful weekend of delicious consumerism and for the sake of love. <laughs> That's why we came with some games. Listen, if you're going to play some games, play some games together, enjoy the time together, and try not to steal the stars.
1: Yeah. I think we'll play a little bit of uh, some Wear Move It. That'll be our Ooh. little date night of, of gaming. Maybe some Just Dance. That's another one, too. It, listen, there's always time for Just Dance. <laughs> don't don't hold it strictly for date night. I could see you skipping coffee and just going into a Just Dance morning just by yourself.
0: Listen, you got to limber up. You got to have some fun with it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, absolutely not. Okay, this has been fun. Enjoy your dates. Let us know how they go and uh if you're single you know you could just got more time for for gaming and uh single after the date night single after the gaming night if you blow it let us know share the story what not to do (laughs) would love to hear it all right take care bye